I'd like to speak to the uh, murders that occurred in Moscow, Idaho, a couple weeks ago. I talked about it just a little bit in the last segment. Uh, but first, let me uh, just address a couple things. I recently saw the Patriot Awards uh, put on by the Fox News Network. The thought occurs to me, yes, uh, I am a big proponent of Fox News. I've uh, brought it up a number of times. Uh, reason being, it's the only news network that is just jam-packed with a lot of fine, decent people that are that make the uh, network what it is. I, I truly believe that. And we're talking men and women uh, that we see on on the unseen on the various shows and certainly many behind the scenes that uh, support them so i'm a big proponent and the uh the patriot award patriot awards that they uh, just put on i think this is the fourth year here it's a it's an actual uh, production somewhat like the academy awards which honors in this case instead of movie stars actors this uh awards ceremony actually uh, brings up the heroic events of a number of different people. And they may be from uh, civilian life, people that have done great deeds, great heroic deeds, military members, uh, policemen, firemen, and beyond. So my hat's off to Fox, and uh, uh, you certainly have a great supporter in me. Secondly, uh, I touched on before, uh, a primary purpose of this podcast for me, it's not a moneymaker at all. What it is, it's a, a record, a record of uh, various thoughts. Generally, mostly these days, I'm just doing 10-minute segments. Uh, I decided to shorten them, as I mentioned earlier on. Uh, it's a record for people that I know, uh, people uh, yet to come. For example, great-grandchildren down the road that uh, perhaps want to understand something about a great-grandparent of theirs and maybe a great-great-grandparent. Who knows? But with the podcast uh, system as it is, uh, hopefully podcasts will be around for many years to come. So this is a, uh, uh, a thing for me that I take kind of personal, like I say, with family members in mind, family members uh, that I do not even know, but uh, someday perhaps are listening to these various segments. And I mentioned earlier also, um, I have even the Civil War sword of my great-great-grandfather, a uh, captain in the Union Army way back in the Civil War. And we have copies of letters that he wrote. So this is meaningful. So here is a podcast uh, that I have for those I love that have not yet reached this earth, but uh, those that will come in the future. Now, Back to the, uh, the Idaho murders. All right. Now, as you know, I've, uh, my long career in law enforcement uh, gives me some license, you might say, a certain amount of expertise to talk on these matters. Uh, I shy away from that word expert. Uh, when I hear people refer to people as experts, gosh, it's, it's such a broad term. Uh, expertise is always something that there's room for error and short of, say, scientific proof of things, uh, human opinions, uh, that of investigators and police officers like myself of past and present. Um, we're all human beings, so keep that in mind. Specifically on the case, I 
wish I could say there was something that was uh, fruitful that has been reported recently as far as uh, suspects, um, the arrest of a suspect. Unfortunately, there has been nothing positive coming forward from what I see. It is true, as I followed the case, it is true that uh, much evidence was collected. It's true that uh, the FBI forensic teams have come in, as long as state as, long, as well as uh, state uh, investigators uh, for the state of Idaho, to enhance the uh, the workings of the smaller city police department. So a lot of work and effort uh, is going on. I'm sure behind the scenes there are things we don't know. In watching the networks, uh, right away they bring up the word target. I've talked about that before. Uh, sure, somebody might have been targeted, but it's also possible it was just a, a, a brief target where somebody uh, came into the focus of a suspect or suspects. Now, I would just say this. I would add a couple things I hope investigators do. One thing troubling to me was when I heard... Uh, man and woman interviewed and they said they live near the the uh, place where the murders occurred and yet they have not been interviewed this should not happen there should not be anyone in that area that has not been interviewed and as an investigator uh, knows one has to be very thorough and to cover all the bases as I see it, there are a number of possibilities as to uh, who the perpetrator per perpetrators are, um, and that is simply this. It could be somebody, and I'm going to assume just for the moment it's one person. Let's just say that. Uh, it could be, could be more than one, but let's just assume it's one person. The very good possibility that person lives locally. So the local people, uh, the, especially the men, have to be looked at with a fine-tooth comb and it could be very well established that a number of individuals had no prior criminal record but thorough questioning should be done and it should be done skillfully not to accuse people of this or that or jump to conclusions but to gather information by talking to family members about male members of their families uh, certain things can be learned remember investigations uh, don't just establish guilt or prove guilt, they also eliminate innocent people. And this should be part of an investigation. You want to rule out many innocent people, which is basically everybody but the suspect. So you want to rule people out. Um, the other possibility, of course, uh, they talked about the murder in uh, Salem, Oregon, some 400 miles away. This was a stabbing of a man and the stabbing of his wife. She survived. The uh, husband, uh, unfortunately, died. Is there a connection here? Well, a recent report said they see no evidence of connection. That, to me, means they have no, simply put, no evidence of a connection. That doesn't rule out the fact there could be a connection. The problem here, of course, is distance. So uh, it would be my view that uh, a detective or two should thoroughly look into that investigation there look for any similarities other than what's obvious, uh, the stabbing of a person sleeping in their bed at night. And uh, this is, of course, what happened in the Moscow murders of the students. So that connection has to be looked at very thoroughly, and I hope it's done and really reviewed. 
Now, of course, the suspect in Salem, Oregon has not been caught either. That brings forth a problem. Now, you're talking a, uh, a city of Moscow of having about a 25,000 population. And then you have a neighboring city in Oregon, just to the west, uh, with a population of uh, less than that, shall we say, and then another uh, city to the south, maybe 20, 25 miles. Uh, there are different possibility that, built possibilities as to where the suspect uh, came from or originates. But it's all got to be looked at. There's got to be a, a thorough looking of, uh, for cameras, uh, looking around the, the places visited by the, the uh, victims prior to coming home. A lot of things I don't know, so I'd just be speculating. I don't want to even profess that I know anything particular about the case. I don't. Uh, were they walking distance from the food truck where they're at? Uh, or driving distance? Was it late? Uh, who else was around? Uh, yes, hopefully there's some cameras here or there. Um, certainly the police are looking at all that. Um, and I'm sure there's many fine uh, inv investigators involved in the case from the various agencies. So I can only say um, information given out to the public, including myself, uh, is very limited. Uh, there's not a lot, a lot of optimism right now. Uh, professionally speaking, I would say there's not to be a lot of optimism right now from what I hear. But hopefully uh, something will unfold here in the near future. So, okay, uh, going to leave it at that. And um, if there are updates, we'll talk about it later. And um, hope to get back to you soon on other topics. So until then, have a great day. God bless. Bye now.